0: I'm actually going to bring on our next guest right now because this would be the equivalent. It's not the same as if uh, somebody wore a Michigan jersey uh, ahead of Ohio State, Michigan in studio with our next guest, but it'd be like wearing like a Wisconsin jersey ahead of Wisconsin, Ohio State. Uh, You just don't do it. It's just you can do it the day after, but only if the Cavs win or, or in this case the Buckeyes win. But our next guest, you know him you love him he's a national champion former Ohio State linebacker big ten network analyst and he's also on the rally on Bally Sports Joshua Perry joins us now on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline Joshua welcome to the show
1: Hey appreciate you having me on today
0: Uh if if somebody in studio you you I know you do a little work for 97.1 the Fan occasionally if or on the rally if somebody in studio uh, the day of Ohio State, Wisconsin, wore a Wisconsin jersey. You would feel like they're there to troll you, right? It wouldn't it would it wouldn't feel like this was an accident that happened, right?
1: Oh, 100% trolling. Like, who who is going to do that? And the fact that that somebody's wearing, what you say, a Pacers jersey, mm-hmm. and uh, Cavs are getting ready to play, and, and I'm on the, the Cavs bandwagon team I grew up watching, uh, specifically when LeBron was there, and then I kept watching when he left, and then when he came back, I was watching even more. And now I'm covering all sports. Um, this little Cavs team feels like it's in a window right now, and to take the shine off of that is disappointing.
0: Mm. And you know what? You know what? The jer- it's a Jalen Rose jersey. Oh, come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You know what? This is this is exactly where I wanted this interview to start. I guess we'll talk Buckeyes now too. Uh, is it championship or bust for this year's Ohio State team?
1: I mean, it feels like now that we're in this moment, a lot of people are are encouraged that Ohio state can actually go out there and win a championship. And I think a championship would make everything else right in terms of the loss in Michigan, the the blowout loss at home for Ohio state. So this is the opportunity and Ohio state has to get it the hard way. Now, Uh, since they stubbed their toe in the regular season, you have to face Georgia who was the best team in the country a year ago, winning the national title. And then went wire to wire in the regular season, undefeated to get back into the college football playoff It's going to be a tough matchup, but Everybody also recognizes the amount of talent that exists on this Ohio State roster. I don't think anybody is questioning that. Now it's about how prepared is this football team going to be, and what is their mentality going to be like coming out of the gates? And I'll tell you what, I was at Media Day this morning uh, for Big Ten Network and got to interview six players and sat down with Ryan Day as well. And the thing that you kept on hearing from them – is we feel like we're the underdogs. We feel disrespected. We got nothing to lose. Nobody thinks we're going to win. And that's a dangerous mentality for a team to have because a team that feels like they're disrespected and they got nothing to lose because nobody thinks they're going to win a game is a team that's willing to go out there and do anything to get the victory. So I'm excited to see in a couple of days what this Ohio State team looks like exactly. Also very excited to see Georgia in person because I know how good they are. But um, this, it, it feels like since we're this close, Ohio State has to finish the
0: deal right now. You know, I'm glad you mentioned the underdog thing. We, we played some C.J. Stroud um, from uh, earlier this week, uh, yesterday on the show, and they're they're an underdog. Be- I, I would really be interested to see what would happen and, and how this game would be matched up had they actually beat Michigan. Of course, they probably wouldn't be playing in the first round of the playoffs had they beat Michigan, but it does feel like all year long. We never got to see four full quarters of, of the, the full show of Ohio State. Why do you think we know, ne- and, and maybe this is the game that it happens, but why do you think to this point we haven't seen four full quarters of great football from Ohio State?
1: Because it's hard to put together. I mean, especially with the expectations that those young men have. I, it's a really difficult spot. I'm not here to make excuses because I hold them to as high of a standard as anybody else. But I've also been in that locker room before. And when you have expectations as high as what Ohio State has, a lot of the performances where it didn't feel like a full four-quarter performance or whatever the case is, were really good performances for any other football team. You break down and get into the stats, number two scoring offense in the country, and we're looking at a top 10, top 15, uh, top 20 type of defense that Ohio State's put out there. Played a top 10 caliber of defense for a majority of the year, but we hone in on the things that don't go well because we expect this team to dominate every time they go out there. We, we, we focus in on when C.J. Stroud doesn't make the perfect pass because he makes so many perfect ones. And we, struggle, uh, we, we hone in when Ohio State struggles to run the football because we know the running backs can have big performances at any point. And so I think part of it is the expectation that we have and the way that we consume Ohio State football is even really good performances. A lot of times it's the moments that weren't so great that stand out. When you talk about the Penn State game, for example, we don't talk about the first quarter where they came out and it was 10 nothing. We don't talk about the fourth quarter where they put up 28 points. Right? They, they scored at will toward the end of that football game on the road against a Penn State team that's sitting at number 11 right now and won 10 games. We talk about the middle two quarters where it didn't look as good as we wanted it to and Ohio State was kind of putzing around. And we say that's what the team is instead of the the first quarter and the fourth quarter where they played an elite brand of football. Um, And so I think for us, we have to have a little bit more appreciation. Now, those appreciations come a lot easier when you run the table in the regular season, you get the wins in the college football playoff. I fully understand that. But um, I, I think a lot of it is just the way that we consume these guys.
0: Joshua Perry, uh, Ohio State National Champion, Big Ten Network Analyst on the North Domestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, getting you ready for the Peach Bowl, Ohio State, and uh, and Georgia coming up this weekend in Atlanta. uh, Two big names missing on that Ohio State offense, Travion Henderson and Jackson Smith and Jigba. How much uh, will their absence impact Ohio State's chances of winning this game?
1: Well, I mean – It would have been nice to have Jackson all year, but Ohio State dealt with that, and they did a a really good job of finding playmakers. Marvin Harrison Jr., to me, is the best wide receiver in the United States of America. His ability to make the contested catch is absolutely ridiculous. His catch radius is crazy, and he doesn't drop the football. Um, This is a guy that I'm glad is in Columbus for the sake of the Ohio State Buckeyes. Then you get Emeka Abuka who has a very unique suddenness to the way that he runs routes. I mean, this guy can go from um, a a low speed to a a high burst in just a second, and he can run through zone coverages. He can run past man-to-man coverage. It's been impressive. Behind that, I want a little bit more consistency. I want more consistency from Cade Stover. I want to see more consistency from a guy like Julian Fleming. But they figured out a way to be explosive offensively without Jackson Smith and Jigba at wide receiver. The running back room was a little bit more of a struggle. Trevion Henderson dealing with injuries, even when he was healthy, it felt like he wasn't running the track of a running back the way that he needed to. You get Mayan Williams in there who gave you tough yards. He had some big explosive runs, but he doesn't have that top end elite speed. And then there was a question about the rotation after that. We saw Dallin Hayden kind of teased us with his talent and what we think he can be at his top end. Chip Traynham gets in against Michigan, plays extremely well. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, I think, basically, to to sum this up, would have been nice that both of them could have played in this game. But I think we've seen enough from the rest of the offensive skill to understand that Ohio State can find ways to win this football game without them. Do you want all the best players that you can have on the field all at the same time? Yes. Is it necessary for this team with the collection of talent that they have? No. It's just got to be a game plan that has gone out. It's aggressive and executed well.
0: Joshua, real quick here. uh, There were some uh, potential whispers about Kevin Warren being up for the the CEO job of the Chicago Bears. Given that we're kind of in another transition period here in college football, how would Kevin Warren leaving the Big Ten impact the conference if it were to happen the next couple weeks?
1: You know, it's a really unique thing. I started thinking about it because um, Kevin Warren catches a a lot of flack for the the 2020 season and COVID, and I know people were upset about canceling games. Um, I think it was a guy who was trying to make the best decision based off of the information that he knew. Ended up playing that season. Ohio State actually makes it into the playoff and makes it run at a national title. So it wasn't like the worst thing ever. As a player, I could understand the disappointment because he only got so many opportunities. But outside of that, this is a guy who has attracted two of the biggest brands in college athletics to the Big Ten Conference in USC and UCLA. That thing is going to happen. And the TV deal that was done over the summer is absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Got some great media partners. You you have an opportunity to get into streaming just a little bit. Um, And the amount of money, revenue that these universities are going to make is so crazy. And so it feels like it's going to be a big impact. This is a guy who's had success in athletics, in, in the world of athletics, everywhere he's been. You can go back to his time in Minnesota. Getting the stadium done was huge for them. The, the way that organization was able to flourish under some of his leadership was phenomenal. So I, I think it's a big deal. I also think that there are some really impressive people that work in administration in college athletics that would be able to, to step in and, and help fill that void there. Um, I would be sad to see him go, and I do have a personal relationship with him, and, and he's treated myself and other people at the, the conference network phenomenally over his time. But he's made some great inroads just in terms of, Um, Business structure, like I said, the TV deal, getting the money done, bringing in USC and UCLA is huge. And then just for student-athletes, he has done a lot in terms of diversity, equity, and inclusion for those young people and and created opportunities for some life-changing moments, um, experiences, and trips for Big Ten student-athletes that I just don't know if they would have happened had he not been the leader of this conference.
0: All right, Joshua, I'm almost reticent to bring this up because you've been so great on this. You backed me up on the Pacers jersey thing earlier. But I was, uh, in preparing for today's interview, I was on your Twitter at RIP... It's underscore... uh, Now, I forgot the damn Twitter handle. See, I'm going to butcher this because I don't...
1: RIP underscore J-E-P.
0: J-E-P. All right. Now, of course, I've got to butcher this before I criticize you. But I was looking on your Twitter and... Do you really think Home Alone 3, is that really your favorite Christmas movie?
1: All right, so let me let, me let you and in, in all the listeners in on something here is I am a troll when it comes to that type of content. So at BTN, they'll have us make lists of our favorite things. They're like, you know, for, for Christmas, you pick your favorite Christmas. So Halloween comes around. They're like, give us your top three Halloween candies. And people are picking Snickers and Twix bars and Starbursts and, and Reese's and just like the typical candies that people actually enjoy. My list had uh, Candy Corn, um, uh, there's Originals, and Pussy Rolls. Like, things people don't want to get on Halloween. Then we get to the Christmas movies. And I'm a, a fan of the original Home Alone. I like the second one. I like Jingle All the Way as well. Um, I know that one's probably a little bit of a controversial take. Like, those are my Christmas movies. I picked Home Alone 3 because it does well with engagement. So for anybody who's wondering out there, I don't actually believe any of that stuff. I'm 100% a troll, but one thing I do know is how to get engagement on social media, and those were some of the most engaged with posts that we did all year, and I am proud of
0: that. You know, Joshua, I actually really appreciate the honesty that it was trolling, and, and more so just because it makes me feel better that nobody has Home Alone 3 as their favorite Christmas movie. I feel so much better about this.
1: It's, it's slightly uh, underrated, though I will say, slightly underrated. But it's not a good
0: movie. Uh, it also has uh, Scarlett Johansson in it, which I completely forgot about till recently. But it, you can't really celebrate Scarlett Johansson because she's like twelve. i yeah. I've, <laughs> see, I've, I, I knew this was going to end up on an awkward note. Joshua, great stuff, man. Enjoy the peach bowl. You are killing it, bud. It's so great to see you just continue to uh, thrive and just explode as a uh, as a media superstar.
1: Well, I will say this. It's been a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy what I do. It doesn't feel like work, and I appreciate everybody who tunes in and supports uh, what I'm doing right now. i um, just trying to make great content for people to enjoy, so really appreciate your kind words, and I uh, appreciate you having me on today. Uh,
0: anytime, buddy. Thank you so much there. Joshua Perry, Ohio State National Champion